together for him. Come on now. I'm coming to get you. Come on and put your hands together. He's worth five seconds of your time this morning. Come on. Five seconds of praise for my Jesus. Five seconds of praise for Jesus. Come on like you're at the t-ball court. Come on like you're at the basketball court. Put your hands together for the one who made you. I'm waiting on you to give him some praise with me this morning. That's why we came here to honor him, to give him glory. Put your hands together for the Savior. Give me five seconds. Five. Come on now. Come on now. Four. Come on now. Three. Come on. Keep your hands going. Two. Come on, church. Two. Come on, church. Two. Come on, church. One. Everybody say glory. glory. Bless the Lord. Amen. I only have three words to say after that. My. 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 Jeff Marah. Y'all give God some glory. Jeff, let me let me get that mic. That mic. Yeah, let me get that power mic. Amen. 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 Y'all been blessed. God is good. And all the time. Amen. If you're visiting with us. No strangers in the house, just friends whom we have not met. We're just so thankful to God to have your face in the place. We, too, want to be mindful of the Haygood family. We certainly need to pray for Sister TJ and her family in the passing of that great gospel preacher, Dr. James Thompson. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but we know he's all right. He's all right. Blessed are those which die in the Lord. Yea, say the spirit, they shall rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. But certainly on this time side of life, we know the family is grief-stricken, and so we need to keep them in our prayers. I was just in Fort Wayne, Indiana, not too far from where, the, where Brother James Thompson preached, and uh, so many of his members were there for the homecoming at the East Chestnut Church of Christ, and they were requesting prayer on his behalf, and he had already been taken to the hospital. And so many were saying, please pray, because the doctors have done all they can do. But I know a doctor. I, I said, I know a doctor. I said, I know a doctor. He might not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And this doctor doesn't practice medicine like other doctors. He's a doctor that never lost a patient. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what your maladies are, no matter what your hurts, your habits, and your hangups might be, I want to recommend Dr. Jesus to you because Dr. Jesus can cure whatever it is you're going through. And we also had the privilege to be with Deacon Clark, the retired Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Clark, 
had the privilege of being with him and his family on Friday night when he officially and formally made his retirement public. And we're just so thankful to God to have him here at the Dale Crest Church of Christ, and we are going to work him to death. Amen. Let's give God some glory for his retirement. As a matter of fact, he's been working already. You all saw Brother John Paul when Teo had to be escorted out, and he had to call the ambulance, and John Paul had to go to the hospital. And many times people come to worship, and we are wounded worshipers. We're not just wounded uh, psychologically and emotionally. Some of us come here with physical ailments, and, and we don't even know if we're going to make it through worship. And you've noticed in the past few weeks, uh, things have happened where members had to be escorted out because of illnesses. And we're thankful to God to have this retired nurse, this lieutenant colonel who's a, who is a warrior for the Lord. And he's able to be here to minister to our members. Many times I've gone to Brother Clark and and uh, he's looked at certain ailments that members have had, and he directed them to go to the hospital, and 99.9999% of the time, his diagnosis was right on target. It took the doctors a while to figure it out, but he figured it out in just a matter of moments. And so that's a gift. That's a talent from God. And he's going to be leading our healthcare ministry, and so we're just thankful to God to have him on staff. Isn't God wonderful? Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I don't want to hold you long, but I do want to hold you strong. I heard your sister Gates say, well, <laughs> well, if you have your copy of God's book, thank you, Brother Mariah, and thank you, Sister Mariah, for loaning him out. Uh, I told him he need to make Dale Chris a regular part of his itinerary. And we'll be praying for you, my dear sister. We know God has purpose for you. And we're going to already claim it in the name of the Lord. Amen. In Romans 4 and verse 17, you got to call those things which be not as though they are. Amen. If you have your copy of God's word, the text that was read so wonderful in your hearing by Devon. Second Peter chapter 1. I want us to start at verse number three. Let us stand for the reading of the word. Today is our power Sunday. And as you can see, with our fellowship hall, the bricks have gone up on the side of the building. When I drove up here this morning, I've been out of town all week, and I got a chance to see those bricks running. We want to thank you. That's our contractor, that man right there with that blonde head of hair. We want to thank Ronnie and his lovely wife for the way they work with Deacon Carroll has been doing a marvelous job. And we want to thank this church because God is working through you. That fellowship hall cannot be a reality if it were not for your faith being demonstrated. Second Peter chapter 1 beginning at verse number 3. And as his divine power, say power, have given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness through the knowledge, say knowledge, of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Say great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things, say these things, be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
you may be seated in the presence of our God. Verse 8 says, for if these things be in you, if these things be in you, I want to preach as a spiritual guy with this thought in our minds. If these things be in you, turn to your neighbor, say neighbor. If these things be in you, now I don't know what you got in you, but if you ever want to finish strong, you've got to have these things in you. I don't know how much money you got in your checking account, but if you ever want to make heaven your home, you've got to have these things in you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know who's taking you through what you're going through, but I do know if these things be in you, there are some things that you and I need to internalize. There are some things that you and I need to incarcate. There are some things that you and I need to incorporate in our spirits, in our souls. If we're ever going to finish strong, not only finishing strong on a corporate level, but even more personable, finishing strong on a personal level. There are some graces, there are some characteristics, there are some principles that you and I need to continuously be working on so we can be what God wants us to be. I will never walk in my purpose. I will never be all God wants me to be unless I am incorporating these things in my life. These things will make me fruitful. These things will make me a blessing. These things will make me successful. These things will cause me to be encouraged when the enemy is trying to discourage me. These things will pick me up when I feel like I'm torn down. These things will help me to make it when I have to say goodbye to a loved one at the graveyard. These things will help me when the doctor gives me a bad report. If I have these things in my life, I can be everything I need to be. And the problem we have We've got other things in our life, but we don't have these things. And when we got these things in our life, they can cancel out the other things. And I've got to learn how to trust in God more so than I trust in anything else. Well, let me peruse this pericope and expostulate on this exposition so you all can leave with an explanation. Well, Brother Clark, I want you to back up for me and go to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3 because I want you to know that first of all, in order for these things to be incorporated in your life, you got to trust in the power. Say power. We all need some power in our life. I read in Romans chapter 1 and verse number 16 where the Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith unto faith for as it is written the just shall live by faith i need some power in my life and power there is talking about ability and the greatest ability that the lord requires of us is availability because when i make myself available then i can receive all that god has in store for me i need Power. Say power. Watch this. Second Peter 
chapter 1 and verse number 3, he talks about this power. Read what it says. According to his divine power. According to his what? Divine power. According to his what? Now we talk about divine power. That's talking about godly power. That's talking about God doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. When I stand up here and I preach the word of God, I'm not doing this by human power, but I'm doing this by divine power. There's nowhere in the world I could do what I'm doing because I ain't nothing but a man who falls short of the glory of God, but I'm so glad that God takes a man like me, and in spite of my shortcoming, he uses me for his glory, and the reason he uses me for his glory is because he fills me with his divine power that I can stand before his people and preach the word of God. It's not about me. It's not about you but it's about his divine power. When Brother Marat gets up here singing, singing like a songbird, edifying the church and glorifying the Lord, he's able to do that by divine power. According as his divine power. Read. Some things, things, most things, things. God has given us everything we need according to his divine power. Read, everything I need to live a godly life, God has already provided it. Everything I need, read. Through what? Now how do I get it? I got to know who Jesus is. I said I got to See, it's one thing for my mother to know about God. It's one thing for my daddy to know about God. But I got to get to the point where I know God for myself. You're not going to make it to glory trying to know God through your mama. You're not going to make it trying to know him through your daddy. You got to get to the point where you know God for yourself. And the reason so many of us fall by the wayside is because we're trying to make it on mama's knowledge. We're trying to make it on daddy's knowledge. We trying to make it on the preacher's knowledge. You better get some knowledge for yourself. And when you've been broke and the Lord makes a way for you, then you know that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you can ask. Anybody in here ever been sick and the Lord showed up and healed you? Anybody in here ever been between a rock and a hard place and didn't know how you were going to make it? And the Lord showed up in your life and metaphorically speaking, like he did Moses, he parted your Red Sea. You were able to walk through kicking up dust. You got to know God for yourself. And that's where the power comes. When you know God for Yo, see, the problem we have is we can get so caught up in trying to follow other folk that we don't know how to follow God. For I don't want, don't follow Jerry. Follow the Jesus that Jerry trying to preach about because Jerry will let you down. But Jesus will never let you down. But notice now, he said this power comes through knowledge. You got to study that word for yourself. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show what? Thyself approved unto the preacher, the elders, the deacons, your mama, your daddy. The Sunday school teacher, show thyself approved unto 
God a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. When I know God for myself, nobody can pull me away from God because I know what God can do. Watch this. He says there's power. Read on. Uh huh. Read. Uh huh. Not only is there power, but this power is based on promises. Now, y'all do know there's 7,447 promises in the Word of God. And we got to get to the point where we quit standing on the premises and we start standing on the promises. Because when you hold God to his word, then God will do what he said. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. When I stand on the word of God and I hold God accountable for his word, Hebrews 6 says, God cannot lie. If God said it, I believe it. And even if I don't believe it, it's settled anyhow. When we stand on the promises of God, God will do just what he said. Luke 6 and verse 38. Y'all don't believe your Bibles. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, running over, shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be. See, that's a promise from God. And you got to hold God to his word. And the reason some of us can't be blessed is because we missed the first part of that promise. Give. And it shall be given. One thing you can't do, you can't beat God giving. Give God your time. Give God your talent. Give God your treasure. And when you give to God, at the end of the day, when you look back over your life, you will have more left over than what you started with. Come on, Deacon, you slow me up. Come on, Deacon, come on. Once again, you slow me up. Read, 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 read. Read. Uh huh. Read. Uh huh. Read. And besides this, given what? God has done his part. He's given you the power, he's given you the promises. Now he's got to take you through a process. Say process. But you got to do your part. You got to give all diligence. Say all diligence. Now let me see if I can practicalize all diligence. All diligence means when I don't feel like coming on Wednesday night because I just got out of the widget factory and I've been working nine to five and I'm tired, but I come to church anyhow. I'm giving all diligence. Giving all diligence means I got a mortgage to pay. I got rent to pay. But before I pay my rent, before I pay my mortgage, before I pay my car note, I pay God. Preach, Jerry. Giving all diligence means I want to go to the club. I want to mess with that Hennessy and that Cavassier. But... Instead of going to the club, I decide I'm going to go home Saturday night because I want to get up early and go to church. Where got so quiet on this side? Let me go to this side. This side, I don't want to hear that. Because Hebrews 10 verse 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so much the more as we see the... See, I got to give all... Diligence. 
God has done his part. But there is another side to the coin. Now I got to do my part. Well, what's the process? Read. Come on, Deacon. Read. Do what? See, nobody can add like God. Nobody can subtract like God. Nobody can multiply and divide like God. See, when you put God first, he'll start doing mathematics in your life. He'll start adding blessings to your life. He'll start subtracting burdens from your life. He'll start multiplying his blessings in your life. He'll divide the enemy, and the enemy will start fighting himself instead of fighting you. You better learn how to do mathematics like the Lord does mathematics, and let him start adding some things to your life, subtracting some things from your life, multiplying some things in your life, and dividing some things in your life. You better learn how to do math like God does math. Only Jesus can take five barley loaves two small fish and multiplied feeding 5,000 men not count the women in the children. Watch this. Add to your what? Add to your what? So here's the process. Say process. We've seen the power. We've seen the promises. Now we need to watch the process. Now he lets us know that faith becomes the foundation of everything we believe. Nothing starts without faith. Before the process can begin, you got to have faith in God. You got to have faith in the word of God. You got to believe that God can do what he says he can do. But it starts with faith. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, for without, Hebrews 11 and verse 1, now faith is the of things and the evidence not seen. In other words, faith gives credence. Faith gives reality to what we cannot see. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me let me practicalize this. What do you mean by that preacher? I don't see it yet. I'm unemployed and I don't have a job. But I got an interview. So what I'm going to do on Sunday, I'm going to take out my best suit. I'm going to get my best tie by faith. I'm going to get my briefcase. Ain't got nothing in it. But I'm going to walk to the interview. Eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Because I'm calling those things which be not as though they are. I'm, I don't have the evidence yet, but I'm trying to add some substance to my faith, and I'm not worried about it because the evidence going to come later. Well, what's the substance? Well, I'm getting up early in the morning, got on my best outfit, got my briefcase. I walk into the interview, and I start talking to folk like, how you doing, man? I already got my office. What time do we work? What time do we have lunch? I'm calling those things which be not as though they were when I walk into the interviewer. I'm saying, sir, I'm so glad I'm going to be working here. I just need to know the hours. I just need to know the pay rate. Wait a minute sir I haven't even interviewed you yet I already got it cause I'm calling those things which be not as though they were well you're single ready to mingle ain't nobody giving you a jingle you ought to go on and buy your own wedding ring huh? just go on down to the jeweler pick out the most expensive ring and when folks see you they say I didn't know you were engaged yeah baby I've been engaged for a year huh? I I'm just waiting to walk down the aisle as soon as he asks me I'm gonna do it what are you doing I'm calling those things which be not as though they were because without faith it is impossible to please God for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently see the reason you don't have it is because you claim you have faith but James says faith without works is dead being alone. See, you got to demonstrate the work even before the faith becomes a reality. 
When the doctor say, I've done all you can do with doctor, thank you. But I'm already healed because you've done your part. But by faith, I serve a doctor who never lost a patient. What are you doing, preacher? I'm calling those things which be, which be not as though they are. I can see my marriage getting better. I know my, my spouse is still acting like a louse, but I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. I can see my children going off getting their college degree and getting jobs. Uh, I know they ain't like that now, but I'm calling those things which be not as though they are. See, you can speak stuff into existence, Proverbs 18 and verse 21. You've got death and life are in the power of your tongue. What you say can become a reality. That's why we tell you, don't make love withdrawals in your life. You got to start making love deposits. Start walking by faith. Start walking by hope. Start walking by love. Start walking by purpose. Start walking based on the good news of God's word. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I ain't let nobody speak death into my life when you wake up in the morning you determine how the rest of your day gonna be get up oh my back is hurting me then guess what your back gonna hurt you all day long why because you spoke it into existence quit speaking to your problems about how small your God is and start telling your problems I serve a big God there's not a problem in my life he cannot I don't wake up in the morning oh my back killing me I wake up in the morning and say thank God I'm alive I got this pain that means everything gonna be all right because a whole lot of folk laid down last night and ain't got no pain in their body because they dead but all pain means is I'm still alive and God got purpose for my life we got to start walking by faith and not by sight I don't say I'm broke. I said I'm just temporarily between jobs. Because I know that if my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills that are under the cattle, I might not have it right now, mama, but it won't be too long before I get it. Because if my daddy got it, I'm going to get it. I mean, you got church members. I've been at churches where you got church members talking about the church about to go broke. How you going to go broke when heaven ain't broke? Preach, Jerry. You got to start walking by faith and not by sight. The same God that was with Abraham is with this church today. The same God that was with Moses at the Red Sea who was at with Jacob at Bethel. He's the same God that's with this church today. The same God that was with Joseph in the pit. He's with this church today. And if he brought Abraham through, if he brought Isaac through, if he brought Jacob through, then don't you think he can bring you through the question is do you have faith I'm almost through forsaking all here it is acronym forsaking all I trust him see faith is not faith until it's the only thing you're holding on to. If you're holding on to something else other than your faith in God, then you don't have faith. And God will never do for you what you can do for yourself. Faith is enacted when I trust God to do for me what I can't do for myself. And then fear is for false evidence appearing real. 
See, the problem we have is we spend too much time looking at the false evidence that appears real. When faith says forsake all, forsake what? Forsake all I see. Forsake all I feel. Forsake all I think. Forsake everything focused saying I can't be. And when I put my trust in God, he'll take a can't and turn it into a can. And we got to learn to walk by faith and not by. And I told y'all this before. There are 365 fear nots in the Bible. God has given us a fear not for every day of the year. But now, when I start walking in faith, as that faith matures, I'm almost through, it becomes virtue. That virtue is when my faith goes to another level. That's moral excellence. I start living a high moral life because when my faith begins to mature, it will become virtue. And then that virtue won't stop there because I add to my faith virtue. And then that virtue is there because of knowledge. I start growing in my understanding, not only of the word of God, but the will of God in the way of God. And when I think about that word, Hebrews 10 and verses 7 through 9, when Jesus said, Lo, I'm come through the volume of the book and it's written to me to do thy will, O God. When I grow in my knowledge, I'm growing in my understanding of who Jesus is because John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So the more I grow in my knowledge of the word of God, the more I'm growing in my knowledge of who Jesus is because all of this book is about him anyway. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He's the Lamb of God for sinners slain. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd King, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. Job, Son, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. He is my wisdom. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentation, Ezekiel, Daniel, Isaiah, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nehemiah, Mabaka, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. He's the, he's the Son who was returned with healing in his wing because all of this word is about Jesus anyway. And the more I understand the word, the more I understand Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He is my good news acts. He's the builder and founder of the church of Christ. Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrew, James, 1st and 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st and 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, Revelation. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the bright in the morning star. So when I grow in my knowledge, I'm just growing in my understanding of who Jesus is. And then that knowledge helps me to have some temperance, some self-control. See, I can't say everything I want to say. I can't do anything I want to do. When I grow in my faith, and that faith becomes virtue, and that virtue becomes knowledge, it gives me some control over myself. I have some temperance. I mean, there have been times I want to cuss some folk out. But because of that knowledge, because the Holy Ghost started moving in me through that knowledge, and he says, stay your tongue. Be angry, sin not. Let not the sun go down on thy wrath. Neither give place to the enemy. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words still. In other words, he gives me temperance. Boy, if you met the old Jerry, whew, he'd go upside your head. I ain't the only one. Some of y'all the same way. But as I grow in the Lord, if these things be, and understand, this thing is not a sprint. It's not even a marathon. You got to be like a, a triathlete. I mean, this thing is rigorous. This thing is hard. 
And, and some days are better than others. And then some days, I'm not, if I'm not careful, I find myself where I used to be. So I'm constantly in training. If these things be in you. And then that, 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 that temperance becomes patience. And that word patience means perseverance. You got to endure some things. What did Paul say to the church in 1 Corinthians 15 and about verse 51? He said, Behold, I show unto your mystery, we shall not all sleep. We should all be changed in a moment at the twinkle of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet shall sound the dead and Christ shall be raised. We shall be changed. And this corruption shall upon incorruption. This mortar shall put on immortality. So when this corruption shall put on incorruption, this mortar shall put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. Watch this. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye what? Steadfast, unmovable, always about. That's endurance. That's perseverance. Steadfast. Folk going to talk about you. Be steadfast. Folk going to do your own. Be unmovable. Folk going to lie on you. Always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know. Your labor is not in vain. I, I, you got to be a, like a triathlete. This thing is about endurance. You can't just start out. And as soon as you come out of the baptismal pool, you want to throw in a towel. You got to endure. You've got to be ready for hardship. Add to your faith virtue to virtue, knowledge to knowledge, temperance to temperance, patience. And then to patience. See, when I, when I start, Ryan, when I start walking by faith, and that faith becomes virtue, and that virtue is there because of my knowledge, and that knowledge caused me to be temperate. And that temperance caused me to persevere. I start looking like God. Folks start looking at me and saying something different. About, see, godliness is the characteristics of God. And when folks see you adding these things to your life, you don't have to say you saved. You don't have to say you're Christian. Folk will come to you and they will say, are you a believer? Why? Because you act like a believer. You talk like a believer. You walk like a believer. See, that's godliness. Now, if nobody has ever said that about you. Maybe you need to go look. See, my, my children are here. Debbie and I, we got two girls. And most of y'all say one look like Debbie and the other look like... As a matter of fact, all you got to do is look at them and say, that's brother and sister Houston children. You know why? Because they look like us. Matter of fact, you hang around them long enough, you might say, they even act like them. What are you saying, preacher? They have the characteristics and attributes of their parents. When you are a child of God, you ought to have the attributes and characteristics of your father to the point that folk can say, you godly because you look like God. You act like God. And then he talks about brotherly kindness. Phileo Aldefia. We, get, we transliterate in English, we get Philadelphia. My wife from Philly, and Philly is about anything else but brotherly love. And she from South Philly. They sure enough don't practice brotherly love in South Philly. But here, 
He's saying that when you develop these characteristics in your life, you ought to be able to love. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let, let me get practical. You can't always love folks for how they are. You got to love folk based on who's in you. Because some folk, you have a hard time liking them. But when you know Jesus, you can love folk that can't even stand you. See, you can't just visit the folk at the hospital when you're the minister that like your preaching. You got to be able to go visit the folk at the hospital who wish you would never even vote it in by the church. You got to love everybody. Get for me 1 Corinthians 13, I'm through. That's twice I've said it, the third time I'm going to sit down. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse number 1. Paul said, do I speak with the tongue of men and of angels? Now, he talks about this last characteristic, which is really agape. Agape encompasses all of these characteristics. When I have agape in my life, that unconditional love, that means I, I, I'm walking by faith. That means I'm living a virtuous life. That means I've grown in my knowledge. That means I've got temperance and patience and godliness and brotherly kindness. And so he said, do I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not love? I become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And do I have the gift of prophecy? And do I have the gift of knowledge and understand all mystery? And do I have faith so that I can remove mountains? Uh, and he said, and do I have all these things and have not love? He said, it profit me what? Nothing. And do I bestow all my goods to feed the poor? And do I give my body to be burned and have not love? It profits me what? Read. Because what? Love is what? It suffers what? It suffers what? It suffers what? I don't know how some of us folk enter marriage and then we give up as soon as we have problems. Marriage is a marathon. And the folk who've been married the longest have gone through the most hell. Don't think they hadn't been through stuff. But the Bible says love suffers. And love ain't just a feeling. You got to get to the point where you start loving by faith and not by feelings. Because you're going to get to a point in your life where the stuff you used to do as a young man, you ain't going to be able to do when you get a little older, preach, Jerry. So love just can't be based on your performance and how you feel. You've got to love them folk by faith. Because love suffers long. Read. Read. Envy is not. Read. Uh-huh. It's not puffed up. It's not pride. It's not. Read. It doesn't carry itself in an unseemly way. Read. It's not selfish. Read. Read. Uh-huh. It doesn't rejoice when somebody falls or when somebody's in sin. Read. Read. What? 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 Beareth something. Most things. Love beareth all things. Read. Believes all things. Read. Hopeth all things. Read. And doeth all things. Read. It what? It what? It what? Money gonna let you down. Knowledge gonna let you down. Family gonna let you down. Friends gonna let you down. But love never fails. And if these things be in you, they make you a bow. They make you that you're neither barren nor unfruitful in the Lord. 
What you got for me? What you got for me? What you got for me? Come on, get, get, get up. What you got for me? It's going to be good, I know. But listen, right now, maybe somebody needs to get closer to Jesus. Yeah, you need to get closer to Jesus. And if you want to get closer to Jesus, you need to have faith. Faith in the fact that Jesus died for you. Got up early Sunday morning at all power in the palm of his hand. Stepped on the cloud, went on back to glory, and he's coming back one day for his church that, ha that is holy without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Oh, will you believe that? And then if you don't know the Lord and the pardon of your sins, will you come and just say you want to repent of your sins, confess the sweetest name on human tongues. All you got to say is, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then we'll baptize you into Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. Now, this is Power Sunday. And if you've been having a power shortage in your life because you have not been growing in your faith, you have not developed the virtue, the knowledge, the temperance, the patience, the godliness, the brotherly kindness, and the unconditional love of agape, and you need prayer, you need encouragement, we want you to come right now. If you need prayer, whatever you need, come on, let us stand. Let us stand. Come on, and I know it was of love. Everybody, I will you come? Was of love for all me. Sing, y'all. One day when I was lost, Lord, upon the cross. Everybody, I know. Oh, was of love for all me. Sing it with me. I know it was of love that saved your soul. I know it was of love that made me whole. I know it was of love. For me, well, one day when I was lost, will you come? Will you come? Will you come? Will you come? Died upon the cross. Everybody I know it was of love for one moment, one moment, one moment, one moment. Maybe you're here today and you need the Lord. You're going through something and you need prayer. Maybe you're looking for a church home where the church is